Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But at the same time, God loves every one of us. Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. There's another Bible verse in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that says that while we were still dirty, while we were still sinners... Christ died for us. He loved us that much. And so people try to focus on the outside, thinking that by focusing, keeping ourselves clean on the outside, that God will love us more. No. God loves you, period. Now, let me tell you a little story about Pastor Bill. You know, when I was about four or five years old, I was a nice little boy. If you would have met me at that age, you would have, you would have liked me. I wasn't a bad person, but uh, there was something that I did that was really bad. There were some neighbors in my neighborhood, some people who I thought were my friends, And you know what they did one day? They stole my pedal car. I had a really cool pedal car. It was blue. It had a radio that worked. And I could pedal that car really fast. I was really proud of that pedal car. But there were some kids in my neighborhood who stole that pedal car. And, you know, a few days later, they returned it to my house. But I wasn't very happy with them. And you know what? I wasn't, I wasn't very forgiving. And uh, I wanted to get them back. So you know what I did? One day in the neighborhood, I saw their house, and their garage door was open. And I snuck over to their house, and I peeked into their garage, and I saw a box of (laughs) Pop-Tarts. And those Pop-Tarts looked really good. And I stole that box of Pop-Tarts. And I ran back to my house and I went into the backyard and I ate almost all those, <laughs> all those Pop-Tarts. And I thought, I thought, nobody has seen me. I have gotten them back. And I threw that box of Pop-Tarts in the trash. And then a little later that day, my mom came home. And for some reason, she went in the backyard and she saw that box of Pop-Tarts in the trash. And she comes into the house and says, where did those Pop-Tarts come from? And I guess I must have had a really guilty look on my face because... (laughs) She knew that I was at fault and I confessed right there on the spot. 
You know, on the outside, I was clean. My hair was done. I had clean clothes on. I was a nice boy. But on the inside, there were things that only God could see in my life. And and that's the way it is with all of our lives. You know, we may be dirty on the outside, but God loves us just the way we are, okay? And if we clean ourselves up, that's not going to make us any more lovable in God's eyes. He loves us just the way we are. But he sees, he sees what's inside of our life. And he sees all the junk. Okay? And have you ever cleaned out a pumpkin before? Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of slimy, isn't it? And you know, you know, you might, we might do a really good job at trying to cover up our sin, but we can't cover our sin from God. And in every one of our lives, there are different kinds of seeds, okay? One of the seeds that was in my heart was a seed of unforgiveness. I didn't want to forgive my neighbors. Okay, I was, I had a, an in vindictive, I wanted to do something bad back to them for what they had done to me. And the Bible calls that sin. If, if we want to be selfish and not share, you know what? God sees that in our heart too. And God calls all these various seeds in our life where we want to be disobedient calls it sin. But God did something very special. God wanted to get rid of all the sin that's in our life. And you know what he did? He sent his son Jesus into the world. And Jesus, when he came into the world, he lived, the Bible says, that he lived a perfect life. Now, somebody didn't clean out this pumpkin the best, but uh, so there's a, But if you look at Jesus's life, whoa, there's no, there's no gunk, there's no yuck, like our life. Okay, this is what a pumpkin that's not cleaned out looks like. When Jesus came. Jesus lived a sinless life. But when Jesus lived that sinless life, you know what? The only way that we could take care of this yuck that was in ours was by believing in what Jesus did for us. Because the Bible says not only did he live a perfect life, but he died on a cross. And when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says that he took all of our yuck and put it on himself. And Jesus died. And if we believe how much Jesus loved me 
and how he took my yuck upon himself and died, but yet three days later came back from the grave. If we believe that and ask God to forgive us of our yuck, you know what? He makes us like this. We can't do it ourselves. We can't get rid of that yuck ourselves. It's only by believing in what Jesus did for us. And you know what? When Jesus lived, everybody liked Jesus. He was the neatest person. Jesus loved everybody. And most people loved Jesus back. And Jesus was different from everybody else because he loved, he smiled. He wasn't like everybody else. And in fact, the Bible says that Jesus was the light of the world. And when we choose to believe in Jesus, ask Jesus to forgive us of our sin, you know what? The light of Jesus Christ comes shining in our hearts. And we can live the kind of life that Jesus lived. And so... I'm glad, listen, I'm glad that you're here at this church and that you're learning Bible stories about Jesus. But the most important thing that you can hold on to and believe is that Jesus died for your sin. Okay? And that one day you will trust him as your Lord and Savior. All right? Well, let me have a word of prayer with you guys, all right? And then you can go to Children's Church. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us, for taking away our sin if we'll just choose to believe in all that you've done for us. God, thank you for loving us when we were dirty both on the outside and the inside. God, you still loved us. You loved us at our absolute worst. God, I thank you for the way you love every one of these children. These are beautiful children. Very clean children. And yet, God, you see what's on the inside. And I pray that they would trust you with their life. Thank you for the way that you've created them. Help them, Lord, to grow up, to love you more, and to understand all that you've done for them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, kids, you are free to go back to Children's Church now. This way, kids. Go this way. Come on, Rice Boys. All right. Well, I need a. I need something to... Wipe my hands off from. A little messy. Steve Schwerin asked if I was going to make a pumpkin pie this morning. And he said, did you see me try to make a chocolate cake? Uh, I doubt I will try to attempt a pumpkin pie. Well, uh, let me uh, uh, just... 
introduce to you a couple people that uh, we're going to be uh, voting on next week. They're going to come up and they're going to share their testimony this morning. Uh, one is Stephen Schwerin and the other is Rick Long. You guys both come on up. And uh, <clears throat> we are uh, going to be electing a deacon, the, the deacon um, ministry. Is, uh, has nominated uh, Stephen Schwerin to serve as a deacon. They also nominated uh, Rick Long to serve as a deacon. But uh, the elders met, and uh, we are looking for someone to replace Jim Witham and uh, talk to uh, Rick, and he was uh, willing to serve as uh, an elder of, as, of our church. Uh, Rick has been, and his wife Ruth is right over here, uh, been members of our church for a year now. And uh, Stephen and Julie, where's Julie? She's right there. Oh, right there in the dining hall watching the baby. And uh, they've been here for some time. Uh, Stephen uh, serves, uh, he leads our men's ministry here at Emmanuel. But uh, you may not know them, so we want to give them an opportunity to share their testimony this morning. So, Stephen, we will start with you, and uh, the microphone is on. All right. First of all, thank you, everyone, for giving me the opportunity to get up here in front of you and share my testimony. Um, as I share it today, you're going to realize that you know a lot of it comes from you know the different ministries that are offered here at Emmanuel and through all of you as well, and so. Um, yeah, back in, uh, let's say, 2013, it was just me and Julie and Callan, and Kenzo was a newborn, and, um, you know, Julie started attending the MAPS, MAPS group here in Emmanuel. And, um, too close, sorry. And so, um, while she did that, um, before that, it was kind of a, kind of a, just a typical family in Ridgecrest, you know, we've got kids and, you know, stay at home mom, and just, not a whole lot to do in Richcrest, honestly, and so um, you can just see the frustration built in the house, you know, and so it really came from Julie's transformation and maps, you know, just going to hang out with the moms, getting getting the gospel shared to her, and just kind of seeing her grow. It really started the whole thing, and then from that, kind of got us all, you know, let's, let's start going to service, let's start going to church, let's start, you know, going to hang out with these friends that Julie has made. And so... We used to open a manual, and about the same time, it was, it was kind of a difficult time in my side of the family. So my side of the family, we never, never went to church. Um, kind of went here and there, one, one or two times a year. It was always, you know, let's pray at dinner time, or, you know, pray during Easter, you know, pray during Christmas dinner. Now, that was kind of the only exposure, really. It was a typical, typical American, um, just unchurched family, you know, was just that, that's what it was. And so, um, anyway, so through Julie's transformation, and, you know, my family started going through time, and my parents ended up getting a divorce, and at that time, we were coming to service, and through Sunday service and Sunday school, the message at the time was really built on, you know, what, being a family, being, what, what does the man look like in the family, what, what kind of... You know, how does the husband treat a wife? How does the wife treat a husband kind of thing? And, you know, before before my parents got divorced, it was, you know, that was the picture I had. That was the picture I had of what the family should look like and kind of where it goes. But then when that happened, it rocked, rocked me to the, you know, to the heart. It was like, you know, what I saw up to this point, 
is that what it's supposed to be? Uh, is that what it's supposed to be? I mean, I, on one hand, you know, you got the red cup. Uh, oh, Rick, oh, the packing this morning to one of the Bible studies we're doing now. You got the shiny red cup to start with, but you know, after a couple of kids and after a couple of life goes on, you know, then you see the shiny blue cup. You know, you, you don't want to be that person that makes that choice. And so it was really the messages I heard that was like, man, hey, that's how, that's the man I want to be. That's the man I'm supposed to be, kind of, you know, the faithful husband. And so from that, we got involved in life groups. And through life groups, we met um, Lindsay and Reese Stevens. Some of you may know them. Most of you might know them. But they kind of t- took us under their, their wings and said, you know what, hey, let's put you guys through a discipleship. And so they had, they've been through what's called a 16-week discipleship course. And it was kind of a book that started out with salvation and ended with giving and with all the Holy Spirit. And we kind of just broke it down on, you know, what, who is God, who is Jesus, and why is he here, and what is he doing for you, and what are you doing for him? And so, and then after all that, it was September 16th morning, I walked out to the car, and, you know, I accepted Jesus into my life, and asked for, asked for his gracious and forgiveness, and, and here I am. Yeah, I cleaned out all my mess. Well, um, he saved the, the long one for last. Um, yeah, it's Karen's fault. Um, so I thought, uh, do you want the long, long version or the short, long version? And the truth is, if you got the short, long version, I'd be done by now. Uh, so you're going to get the long, long version. Um, I was born in Missouri, and... Grew up going to church every time the church doors were open. Grew up in a Christian family. And, um, uh, you know, it was, it was church Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, uh, Sunday night. Went to church on Wednesday. Uh, every time the church was open, went to church. Uh, kind of expected to go to church. And one day uh, when I was three years old, I was, you know, coloring on the pews, the pastor is back there, you know, coloring on the pews, and then we had an invitation, and the invitation was one of the old Southern Baptist invitations to where it went as long as the service went, and at this time, the pastor was getting ready to end it. He said, well, if nobody comes forward, then I'm going to end the invitation, and somebody might not get saved today that should be saved, Okay, I'll go front and, and, and make things make things go longer. Um, so um, uh, I did that, and then from from three to when I was 17 years old, I went to church every day. Well, it seemed like every day, and uh, you know, was 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 a, a I was a good boy, and. Didn't get into trouble very much. At least I was clean on clean on the outside. It still had the pup, pumpkin guts, but was clean on the outside. And um, you know, I I found out that uh, you know, I had a bunch of of wands that were that I was their one, and uh, I was at a um, at a revival, and the speaker 
was Tommy Phelps, also known as Nature Boy Phelps, professional wrestler, about this tall. And <clears throat> as I was sitting there, uh, you know, he was he was going like this and talking and talking and loud and loud and had a good message, I guess, because the Holy Spirit was sitting here, real quiet, talking to me and said, you know, when you went forward, when you were three. The reason you went forward when you were three is to keep things going and not to be saved. And Tommy Phelps was walking back and forth and looking at everybody and everybody was shivering and uh, whatever his message was was good, but the Holy Spirit was talking to me real nice and quiet. And I realized that I really wasn't saved. Right then, I I, uh, asked Jesus into my heart, uh, sitting there on the pew watching Tommy Phelps go back and forth, hardly waiting for the, uh, for the invitation to come so I could go forward and, and let, and let everybody know. And when I went forward and let everybody know, I found out how many people I was there, one in, in, in the youth group. Um, after that, then, uh, uh, not too long after that, I got married to Ruth, joined the Air Force. You know, had some kids, and still went uh, continued continued going to church. And then when I was, I think I was 27 or 28, probably, I was called to formal uh, uh, to serve formally. Uh, and I say formally because everybody is, is is called to serve. If you're not serving, you're missing out on an opportunity for blessings, and you know, missing out on the imperative of of serving. Uh, I was called to, to serve as a deacon, and after that, um, you know, Ruth and I have served, you know, teaching Sunday school. She does uh, women's ministry and a whole a bunch of things that uh, are not considered, you know, f- uh, formal ministries. But, um, um, you know, we've got three kids now, and they're all out of the house finally, and um, well, actually, we moved from Ohio. Didn't tell one of them we were moving, so he didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't come along. So now we're 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 here here today, and uh, that's kind of the the long version of Rick's story. Lord, for the, the, the gifts that you have given him and how he has served in uh, various capacities of a church life uh, in churches all, all over the United States. And uh, thank you for bringing him and Ruth here to, to our church. And so, uh, God, I pray that uh, next week as we vote that you would just um, give us uh, unity in this uh, decision. But uh, thank you for this uh, opportunity to decide. Uh, these two men who are before us. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.